The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn presents. We're not just a bunch of stacked reasons and arguments. You know, we're, we are stories. And when you ask people how, not why, you get to bypass the kind of argumentation that can distract us from who we really are. You can't argue with someone else's story. Hey, if that happened to them, guess what? They are the world's preeminent expert in their own experiences. You have to listen. It's Thursday, and welcome back to the Next Big Idea Daily. I'm your host, Michael Kovnat, and we're trying an experiment this week. We're giving listeners a chance to break out of their political bubbles. We're inviting you all to strike up a conversation with one of them. You know, those people with those crazy political ideas about guns or immigration, about Biden or Trump. Maybe you have a person like that in your family or in your neighborhood or in your social media feed. Try having a conversation with that person if you're up for it, but you don't want to go in empty-handed. You'll want to use tools like those Monica Guzman offers in her new book, I Never Thought of It That Way, How to Have Fearlessly Curious Conversations in Dangerously Divided Times. And one of the tips Monica offers is don't ask the question, why? Ask how, not why. Why is a naturally curious question. But in times of deep suspicion and fear and distrust, asking someone why they believe what they believe feels like they're being put on the stand. It gets them to want to justify not only what they believe, but who they are. Asking why is not actually the best strategy. They'll be tempted to give you the talking points, the echoes, the things they feel they can take some shelter under. So instead of asking why, Ask how. How did you come to believe what you believe? When you ask someone how, you invite them to share their story. You don't put them on trial. You ask them to take you on a tour. And as you walk alongside them, you'll find that even if you completely disagree with the conclusions they have made, even if you find their perspective and their conclusions to be just beyond the pale, you might find something in the path they took to their conclusions that you can connect with, that you can relate to. And every time you find one of those, it's like building a base camp up a mountain. You see their pain, you see their struggle, you can acclimate, you can connect, and you can climb higher in your understanding. So for example, if you were to ask someone who disagrees with you about COVID vaccines or vaccines in general, you can ask them, where are you on vaccines? Tell me how you got there. What matters to you on this? And if you just keep asking those questions and getting curious, you'll be pretty surprised what you can find out. Maybe this would be a moment to ask a little bit more about some of the projects that that you've undertaken with Braver Angels and maybe elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, Tell me specifically how you've tried to get people to talk to each other and some of the strategies you've used in the events that you've put together. Yeah. So before I joined Braver Angels, and I talk about this in the book, uh, in March of 2017, as as a result of some really interesting kind of build up to this, um, me and the co-founder of a publication we started in Seattle led 20 or so people from 
Seattle down to Sherman County, Oregon, which is a very agricultural county in the state of Oregon. And it turns out that King County, where Seattle is, and Sherman County uh, voted exactly opposite in the 2016 presidential election. The reason we did that trip was because a lot of our Seattle readers were saying, I want to be curious about folks who delivered an electoral result that I did not see coming, but I don't feel like I can because I don't really know anyone. So we said, okay, let's let's fix that. <laughs> and we made this incredible relationship with folks in Sherman County who partnered with us on designing the experience. Um, and it was a 10 hour, like five hours there, five hours back for about four hours of conversation. The very first question we asked was all I needed to hear to know that it was going to work. We, we had people go around, whether they're from Sherman County or from Seattle, and answer the question, you know, what would have to happen here today for you to leave confident that this was a good use of your time? And I heard, I couldn't tell the difference between people in Sherman County and Seattle. They were all saying the same mm. things. I'm tired of the division. I, I'm tired of not being understood by the other side. I actually want to know, and I don't think I can by what's out there. Um, so so I guess my long-winded way to answer your question, you know, how, how do you begin to bring people together? The thing is, they all they, people want to come back together. It, it, I yeah. mean, I, I wouldn't even say come back together. I don't know that we ever really were and is never going to, we're never going to reach the promised land of perfect union. That's a myth. But right. people want to be seen and understood by each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. I, I, you know, I've I've talked to Glenn Beck on the right about this. I've talked to libertarians. I've talked to liberals. Mm. That's been such a wonderful, hopeful thing to observe firsthand. We all want to do this. So our our programs are all designed deliberately to do that, extremely painstakingly, so that people have somewhere they can go, where they see each other. I understand that at Braver Angels, you have some structures and and techniques to try to elicit good conversations along these way, mm-hmm. along these lines. And your book is full of tips and instructions and guidelines for how to have productive conversations. But a lot of them do come back to this core idea of asking how rather than why, mm-hmm. which I, I think is a fascinating shift in perspective. If you're if you're asking someone to tell the story of their opinion, the story behind their opinion, rather than the opinion itself, it's a much richer conversation. And it also makes you reflect on the story behind your own opinion. Well, why do I have the view that I do on this? And sometimes I might, when I ask that question of myself, I might find, well, I don't really know. I just picked it up from people around me. It's actually, a, I don't have a deep reason for having this opinion, and maybe I should rethink it. And right. then- in some cases, I might find, oh, I have a real story behind this. There's a, th- This matters to me for this and this reason. And then I can know more about myself as well as more about my interlocutor. Yes. Uh, I, I think that's an exciting shift in perspective. Yeah, I, I'm I so glad you brought that up because be, in an incurious world, we have fewer opportunities to be confronted with our own views. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's more likely that some of the views we think we hold, we only hold because others expect us to hold them. We haven't actually tested ourselves, partly because, well, there's no one around to ask the questions. We need some of some friction to even recognize what we believe and be aware that there are experiences that inform what we believe. We're not just a bunch of stacked reasons and arguments. You know, we're we are stories. And when you ask people how, not why. You get to bypass the kind of argumentation that can distract us from who we really are. You can't argue with someone else's story. Hey, if that happened to them, guess what? They are the world's preeminent expert 
in their own experiences. You have to listen. You have to. And hopefully you've built enough trust that that you can. And then once they share their story, you become, you know, more cognizant of your own. And you go something, you know, let me tell you what happened to me or like where I come from on this. And and there's this powerful phrase, I see where you're coming from. It's already in our language. We already have cues in our language about how important this is. When you can say to somebody, I see where you're coming from, you're telling them, I see you. Mm-hmm. You know, and they go, cool, maybe I could tell you even more. Maybe we can climb even higher together. Maybe we can get to another rung of understanding here. But not if you can't find some way to, to get to those sorts of points of connection and relatability. We're, we're built for those. That's how we connect. Thanks for listening. I know it's one thing to say we should have these kinds of conversations, and it's a lot harder to actually have them because it's easy for this kind of conversation to turn into a fight. And once you start fighting, it can be hard to stop. If you've had to cut people out of your life because you can't stomach their views, Monica wants to help. Tomorrow, she'll join us one last time to talk about how to keep lines of communication open, even when they seem frayed beyond repair. I'm Michael Kovnett. See you tomorrow.